It's Thursday. You know what that means. It is Crossover Thursday here at Locked On Eagles, joined by Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints, talking the penultimate matchup between these two teams with just two games remaining on both of their schedules. All that and more on this edition of Crossover Thursday at Locked On Eagles and Locked On Saints. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody, and welcome into another Crossover Thursday edition of Locked On Eagles and Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the Philadelphia Eagles and the New Orleans Saints, proud parts of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for being here with us. Don't forget, we're free and available on all podcast apps and on YouTube as well. We've got Gino Camilleri here, one of the hosts of Locked On Eagles, myself, Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints. Big shout out to Louis DiBiase, another other hosts over at Locked on Eagles as well. Uh, we appreciate you very much for making us your first listen of the day every day here on Locked on Eagles and Locked on Saints. Today's episode of Locked on Eagles and Locked on Saints brought to you as every crossover Thursday is from our good friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is pick two to five players, choose whether or not they're going to score more or less than their Prize Picks projection. You get those right, you go up to 10 times your entry back. Takes you about 60 seconds to enter. Super easy. In fact, Gino, Gino actually just put in his bets like while I was talking. Like mm-hmm. Gino's already done. We're already oh, yeah. Gino's ready, yeah, Gino, Gino's ready to take home some cash, and you should be too. And Locked On Eagles and Locked On Saints listeners can get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 by using the promo code Locked On over at prizepicks.com. Once again, that's promo code Locked On. On today's episode, we're going to be breaking down this New Orleans Saints Philadelphia Eagles matchup, third year in a row. We'll go through our predictions, our key matchups, and we, as we always do, the biggest story. And Gino, I think the biggest story. It's kind of the same for both of these teams. But from your perspective, what are you watching for the Philadelphia Eagles? I think it's easy. It's it's Jalen Hurts right Absolutely. now. The the biggest question is Jalen Hurts going to play. And mm-hmm. the way that Nick Sirianni and Jalen were talking last week, it seemed that he had a chance to play against the Cowboys. And then we're sitting here a week later saying, is he even going to play against the New Orleans Saints? And mm-hmm. Yeah, we're holding our breath here right now. And This is one of those situations where it's very reminiscent to 2017, and the Eagles fans will remember this. We had mentioned it on our show yesterday that things weren't great and dandy like they were in the beginning of that Super Bowl run season where you're off to this hot start, and then Carson Wentz goes down, and we had this conversation where people were saying, is Nate Sudfeld going to start a playoff game over Nick Foles, and you don't even have the one seed locked up, and you play in this mishmash game on Christmas against the Raiders, you finally lock it up, and then you're saying, oh, we forgot all about that mayhem because you won the (laughs) Super Bowl, right? And that's inevitably what the goal is, and is your goal to beat New Orleans, a team who is fighting for their division right now to lock up the number one seed? Absolutely, because you can't look ahead in the NFL, and there's only one game after that. So if Jalen can play, he 100% should go out there and play. But if not, you go back to Gardner Minshew, who in a game on the biggest stage of the year 
on the biggest stage in front of a national audience, rather, mm-hmm. he goes out there and battles with Dak Prescott and yep. only loses by six points in a game where the Eagles turn the ball over four times. Mm-hmm. Their defense couldn't get off the field. What more could you ask for Gardner? And regardless of the quarterback that is going to play in this game against the Saints, it has to come down to the defense, Ross, because mm-hmm. for as many good playmakers as this defense had, a national audience just saw them and said, hang on a second, this is a team we're talking about being the number one in the NFC right now? Yeah, good point, good point for sure. Yeah, that defense wasn't necessarily what it's uh, kind of been able to be all throughout the season. Of course, the New Orleans Saints playing a little bit of a role uh, with, the, with the trade of C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who I, I'm disappointed isn't a part of the narrative this week or doesn't look like he'll be a part of the narrative uh, so much this week. With you know, I, As I understand it, it seems unlikely he's going to make an appearance. Yeah, they have not activated him in his 21 day practice window yet off of the injured reserve mm-hmm. still has that lacerated kidney to be concerned with i would say that they'll probably wait until the playoffs for him to put him back into action much like lane johnson who yeah. also suffered an injury last week against dallas and potentially jalen hurts if they lock up the game this week where they have the optionality to potentially sit him in week yeah. 18 against the Giants and maybe even send him an additional week and have him rest for a month before you get to that one seed in the divisional round in, in mid-January. Yeah, there's pluses and minuses to that, of course, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure. But this guy's the MVP of the league. Like, you know, he, he, he'll he snap in. He'll be all right. But, mm-hmm. you know, look, New Orleans Saints fans, very familiar with lacerated kidney issues. Also very, very, you know, familiar with the grades that are involved in that uh, Marshawn Lattimore has missed 10 weeks uh, because of it. And so I, I agree that the biggest story for the New Orleans Saints as well, and the biggest name that's not or the biggest name for any quarterback that's not Tom Brady right now in the city of New Orleans, thanks all of the swirling rumors around Tom Brady and Sean Payton, is absolutely Jalen Hurts. Um, and and the, the division between what it's like to play against Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew is exactly what the New Orleans Saints have been up against all season. They have faced so many mobile quarterbacks this year. If you look at ESPN's pass rush win rate, Bottom of the NFL, 29%, absolute bottom of the NFL, but 40 sacks on the season in the top 10. So what does that tell you? It tells you a lot of mush rush for this New Orleans Saints defense. So they've done this against the, these teams uh, consistently, uh, Marcus Mariota, even Desmond Ritter, when they made the change over to him, facing all of these sort of mobile quarterbacks that they faced so far this season, Deshaun Watson last week, so on and so forth. They've done a lot of these things to where they're like getting back, they're sitting contained, they're trying to take away the run lanes while also taking away the passing lanes, all these other pieces. Uh, and sometimes they've done it successfully. Deshaun Watson last week in a game where you absolutely needed the run, they did a good job there. But of course, Cleveland felt the pressure of that pocketbook. They threw the ball with him 31 times in very ill-advised environment to be throwing the football. Uh, but so this he's got to take advantage of that. But when they're able to pin their ears back and come after the quarterback, they've been able to do that. So that's where Gardner Minshew comes in, although Gardner Minshew works off script extremely well. So there's a lot of sort of elements this game that completely shift for the New Orleans Saints, even though Philadelphia probably isn't going to change a ton in terms of what they're running with these two guys. Uh, but, you know, just a greater frequency of, of what you see with either one of them. So the Saints probably more equipped to take on Gardner Minshew than Jalen Hurts. Surprise, surprise, because that's probably the case for about 30 other NFL teams as well, I would imagine. <laughs> Definitely so, and I think one of the underrated points that you have to look at with New Orleans when game planning for them and understanding who you're taking on, Mm -hmm. they have a quarterback room that does a pretty good job and has two guys that are very similar to the two that the Eagles have in-house. So when you're talking about 
scouting and getting those reps, you have Taysom Hill who could take Jalen Hurts' bulk of it. I know you're not going to get what Jalen Hurts is. Of course, he's a freak athlete in and of his own right. 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 But then you have Andy Dalton on the other hand that you could toss in there. And, hey, these guys have been practicing against mobile quarterbacks. They've been practicing against quarterbacks that are pocket passers. So for New Orleans, it shouldn't change their outcome. But for the Eagles, it definitely does change their approach Mm -hmm. a little bit. Because when you talk about the run game, what Dallas was able to do a lot last week was hone in on Miles Sanders. They knew when they were running, it's going to the running back. When Jalen Hurts is in there, you now have to play 11-on-11 once again. You have to play the guessing game. You're going to put Cameron Jordan out on an edge and try and read him two-on-one where you're reading him with the back. You don't have that luxury now. It's going to be, oh, you can read him and see that he's coming, but I have to hand the ball off anyway because I'm not athletic enough to pull it and get around an edge rusher like Jalen Hurts is. So if they can push pin their ears back, this is a defensive line that they're in for a matchup without Lane Johnson, who could be the best tackle in football, as Nick Sirianni said in his press conference yesterday, going into a game where New Orleans still has a lot to play for when it comes to that division in a, I would say, rivalry, which is underrated the past yeah, yeah, couple yeah. years. It's It's been heated, and there are guys that were in that Eagles locker room that were part of that 40-point blowout a couple years ago. Mm. That thing still sits in the Eagles locker room, and this one is going to be fun, Ross. I get pumped up for this one. My best friend is a Saints fan. We always have that bitter oh, back awesome. and forth, <laughs> and this one, just a change of degree, this was the Saints last year, the a team that has all these wins and they're pushing for the playoffs and the Eagles are battling in this NFC least and they get through the past couple of years with the eight, nine wins. Well, it's looking like New Orleans is going to be that way while the Eagles are fighting for a one seed. Both teams have a lot to fight for. I'm not putting it past the Eagles to go out there and once again could lay an egg in this game or they could go back and do what they've done the past two seasons against New Orleans in the regular season which I'm hoping for and hoping is the case where they go out there and they take care of business once again to get them in a good spot for the last week of the season where you don't want to be fighting for the number one seed there in week 18. Yeah, yeah. Hard to beat a team twice, even harder to beat them three times in a row. Mm -hmm. We'll see how uh, this one all goes. But that matchup that you talked about with Lane Johnson, the offensive line, New Orleans Saints defensive line, I know we're going to dig further into that as well as, of course, some marquee matchups in the passing game that are going to be a lot of fun to watch. Speaking of Nick Sirianni, had some nice stuff to say about a couple of New Orleans Saints that we'll break down here in just a moment as we continue on with this crossover Thursday edition of Locked on Eagles and Locked on Saints. Before we continue our conversation, this crossover Thursday edition here on Locked on NFL with the Locked on Eagles and Locked on Saints podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Audible. Audible is releasing a new slate of NFL and football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. You're listening to us here at Locked On NFL. We know you love football. So go and check out an episode called From the League, rather, available as a bonus episode on Locked On NFL. It is narrated by Super Bowl champion and legendary smack talker Richard Sherman and sports broadcaster and rising star Taylor Rooks. The League is an eight-part docuseries with the most bizarre, inspirational, and unlikely stories connected to America's favorite sport, pro football. Our bonus episode, called The Way of the Cowboy, is an incredible story of how the 1977 Dallas Cowboys brought in Bruce Lee's protege to teach the defense martial arts, ushering in a new approach to the way that the league trained. Trust me, as an Eagles fan, 
I still enjoyed this one about the Cowboys. Go and check it out. Head over to Locked On NFL for a bonus episode of the league or catch full series wherever you get your podcast. It is available now. Go check them out. Audible. Get in the game. All right, everybody, continuing on with this crossover Thursday edition here on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Eagles. Gino Camilleri is here. Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints. We out here. And Gino, no matter what happens in this game, there's one thing that we can always agree on. It's that Dallas Cowboys fans are insufferable. Oh, they're the absolute (laughs) worst. Let me just go on a quick spree because we can all enjoy this. I have been an Eagles fan for now 21 years of my Mm -hmm. life. I have heard that the Dallas Cowboys are the greatest thing since sliced bread, yet they haven't won anything since the VHS tape was prominent. And people are still (laughs) trying to find ways to say that the Eagles aren't the heart of the NFC East. I'll even give it to the Giants over the past 20 years. The Cowboys are so irrelevant to this division. They've always been that little brother in my day and age being an Eagles fan. (laughs) And I'm glad we can all agree on this. The Saints... They're fans. They're fun. They'll bring you in. You'll enjoy New Orleans. They'll they'll surround you with a good time. You go down to Dallas. It's just a bunch of corporate people that like to shell out their money and go and enjoy Jerry's world. It's not people that are fans. They just see a star. It's the only team they know to root for. I I absolutely love it. Eat it, Locked On Cowboys. <laughs> yes. Eat it. All right. So as we continue on with this crossover Thursday edition, listen, Saints fans are Saints fans are tired of them too because of all the Sean Payton conversation. That's oh, been I can imagine year after year imagine. after year. So uh, I'm sure everybody loved hearing that. Um, <laughs> So as we continue on here, we appreciate you so much, of course, making Locked on Eagles, Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. Don't forget to go and check out Locked on Sports today as well to get everything beyond the scoreboard behind the scenes here at the Locked on Podcast Network across all sports. You can find that wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. Um, Gino, we were just talking about the offensive line and the defensive line and that matchup. I know that's a big one that you're watching. Uh, What specifically are you watching in that key matchup that could be a deciding factor in this game? So when I'm looking at this game it comes down to the trenches and i've looked at that way the last couple years when it comes down to the new orleans saints and philadelphia eagles two organizations that build very similarly they will build from the inside out new orleans has always took that offensive line and made sure that they honed in on that area they've done the same with the defensive line if you looked at the draft picks that they've shelled out in terms of edge rushers over the past couple years when it comes to marcus (laughs) davenport Peyton turner i know that might be a sore subject but the thing (laughs) is they invest and then on the offensive line you have guys like ryan ramchick you're always investing and trying to bring in more guys caesar ruiz is a personal favorite of mine down there as well but that's how the eagles are built And when you have one of those key components not in that line, you can see what it does to hinder the other four guys there. Because offensive line, it is about cohesion more than anything. When you don't have to worry about what the guy to the right or left of you is going to do so you can focus on doing your job and not have to look out of your periphery to make sure things are okay, that's how it is when all five Eagles linemen are out there. But when Lane Johnson isn't healthy – The statistics have backed it up. He's been out of 14 games in his tenure with the Eagles. They've won three of those games. That is not very good. When it comes to the games where Lane Johnson is not at right tackle, whether they move Jordan Mile out of there, whether they have Jack Driscoll in his natural position, they haven't had success. And Lane has been a guy, he's been the heart and soul of that offensive line For him to come back in the playoffs in two weeks for an injury that can set uh, sideline a guy for the rest of the year is crazy in and of itself. But when he's not on the field, yeah, it's great to look two weeks down the road, but they have to figure out an answer. Because if Cam Jordan 
is lining up on the right side and he's going against Jack Driscoll, you're probably going to send Dallas Goddard to his side more often mm-hmm. than not to add a chip block there. You're probably going to have to move Miles Sanders or whatever running back is there. Miles Sanders didn't practice today, so to be without him, that could hinder your pass protection more than anything. Yeah. And if you're going to put two to three pieces of your offense and commit them to taking away Cam Jordan and making sure he doesn't ruin your game. What you should do if you are a smart offensive coordinator, it's going to come at the downfall of Lane Johnson not being in this game. Mm-hmm. So everything else is good. Your left tackle's fine. Your left guard, your center, your right guard. But your right tackle, who might be the best player at his respective position in the entire sport not being there, man, that's not an easy one to get past. That is for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's a huge one. And it changes, right, what you're able to do when you're play calling, when you're dedicating those guys over Mm -hmm. to those pass blocking sides. Saints fans have watched that because of the injuries that the Saints have dealt with on the offensive line. uh, Absolutely, as well. Uh, For me, the big matchup that I'm watching, and I cannot wait for this, Gino. I cannot wait for this. You you know, like you're you're phenomenal when it comes to the X's and O's, scouting, everything that you do. Um, Oh, of course. And we get to watch tape this week. Tape, tape. Paulson Adebo and Alante Taylor going up against Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, or possibly what I believe would be Marshawn Lattimore and Alante Taylor going up against those two guys. We'll see. I don't know that Marshawn Lattimore plays dealing with that that lacerated kidney. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't see the field again this season. Like You want this guy to be healthy for the rest of his life as opposed to for two games at the end of the season that might not mean anything. But even still, like Paul Sadibo has played well. A lot of folks are going to have a lot to say about the penalties that he gets, but you know how it goes. When you play in a system that is physical, that is that demands you to be a man coverage, press man corner, not a lot of that match stuff that everybody's doing around the NFL. This is what Dennis Allen calls big boy football. Uh, he wants you to get hands on the receiver on the other side. You take the penalties in the same vein that you take the PBUs, and mm-hmm. you deal with it. And so... Not a big deal for me, but for me, absolutely watching this one and seeing where uh, Alante Taylor and Paul Sidibo, their ability to match up with Devontae Smith as well as A.J. Brown, that's going to be so much fun to watch because they are not going to be afraid to try to get their hands on those guys and bring that physical man coverage style and presence to this game. And that could sometimes be to their detriment. In other cases, it could be to their benefit. But no matter what, it's to our benefit because that's going to be a ton of fun to watch. One quick note on Alante Taylor. Top four in the NFL in terms of uh, how often he's targeted. Only 5.1 snaps per target so far in the 300-plus snaps that he's played. But top four in the NFL when it comes to reception percentage allowed, top uh, top five in the NFL when it comes to passer rating surrendered. So he's getting targeted quite a bit, but he is not letting up despite the fact that he didn't end up starting until like partway through the season. He's been awesome to watch, and I cannot wait to watch these four guys in this matchup. I would even add in the addition of Dallas Goddard and who's going to cover him on the back end, the combination of Marcus May, Tyron Matthew, you could throw them in there. And I mentioned a part of that too. Bradley Roby, who has made his money around the NFL the last, I I feel like he's been playing for 15 years. This guy, Lou Lou and I brought him up. He's a weapon that you can't forget about either because Mm -hmm. all of those players that you mentioned and the way Dennis Allen schemes them up, he's going to put his best guys against your best guys. And if we get beat, so be it. 
For mm-hmm. Eagles fans, we are dying to see our defensive coordinator do that, especially after last week when Dallas went 24 for 24 in the air against zone coverage. Mm-hmm. You talk about how a defense should be structured. It should be exactly that. Yeah, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, will they win one-on-one matchups? But so will Paulson Adebo. So will mm-hmm. Elante Taylor. They are going to get theirs. And Paulson, I think that's a great matchup for A.J. Oh, Brown, somebody who's yeah. big, long, physical. He can get you in the open field when it comes to his long speed. Then you have Elante Taylor. Talk about somebody who's quick twitch and could keep up with a route runner like Devontae Smith. That Monday when you go back and watch that tape exactly like you're talking about, Ross, that's what it is made for. These young guys, you talk about Paulson and Elante. You'll look back probably three, four years down the road and look at these moments as those teaching moments where these guys elevated to that next step because they had these matchups earlier in their career. And for wide receivers that are experienced, these are the ones you want. You want somebody that's hungry that's not going to sit on their hands and sleep on their laurels. They're going to give you everything they have. And we know in this game when Gardner Minshew is out there, they're probably going to test you a little bit. They're probably going to get in your face, jam you at the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. make you beat them one-on-one. And when you look back at the end of the day, whoever won those matchups, it was because they got the best of their opponent and let the best man win. That's what I love about Dennis Allen. You're always going to get the best out of him. It's not going to be boring. Ben, don't break like I watch every week with the Eagles. It's going to be exciting. And I'm sure some turnovers will come out of that just, just because of the way they play. Saints fans would love to see some turnovers because there have not been a lot. <laughs> there have not been a lot for New Orleans. <laughs> Bottom of the Eagles NFL turnover the differential. In the league, turning it over four teams in the past. Uh, I see. Teams. So yeah. there you go. Well, hopefully, hopefully they'll be able to capitalize a little bit on uh, on all that. But this is going to be a, a super fun matchup. I love these types of matchups where, like, these four guys, the needle can't go down for them because the competition is mm-hmm. so good across from them. So at any point, any win that they get only benefits them any loss that they have it's like okay i understand like right. you're going up it against really, really good. yeah right yeah, it's exactly. really really good really really good competition so i'm all about all of that for for all these guys and i think some of that exists for Devonte smith and aj brown up against paul city bonalante taylor as well just because the physical play style is so unique they don't shadow they'll play sides so you're always mm-hmm. going to get a fresh perspective every time you go up against them so i'm really looking forward to it that's going to be uh, a ton of fun Coming up next, Gino and I are going to get into our predictions with the New Orleans Saints finally get a win against the Philadelphia Eagles the way that they haven't since 2018, or will the Philadelphia Eagles make it three in a row? We're going to be breaking that down as we continue on and wrap up this crossover Thursday edition of Locked on Eagles and Locked on Saints. Today's episode's crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Bet Online. We're going to be discussing our predictions here in a little bit. The Philadelphia Eagles right now favored in this matchup minus six and then you have a bunch of other matchups that you can also find over at bet online you can find the spread you can find the line you can find the over under and that is just the nfl games there's also year uh year end uh rewards or awards excuse me the nba the mlb the nhl uh i'm surprised they don't have pickleball yet gino but i know that they will eventually there's esports there's so much more for you to go and check out all the odds lines props news scores whatever it is that you're looking for and we know you love sports podcasts because you're listening or watching this one they've got sports podcasts for you as well so you can get all caught up and it's the easiest way to get all caught up with all of the trends and action out there so make sure you go and check them out today over at betonline.net whether you go on your desktop your mobile device whatever you'll be able to find at betonline.net where the game starts 
This episode is also brought to you by our friends over at the National Highway Traffic and Safety Association. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even states where marijuana is legal. I live in Colorado. I know. Don't do it, people. It's not safe. That means that driving high could get you a DUI. Listen to that. Driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends could tell, your coworkers can tell, and even your parents can tell. Everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by our friends over at the National Highway Traffic and Safety Association. All right, everybody, wrapping up this crossover Thursday edition, Locked on Eagles, Locked on Saints. The Saints and Eagles will face off Sunday afternoon, New Year's Day, kicking off the new year, the, the 2023 year. I was going to say right, but I guess it depends on who wins and who loses. Because uh, it'll be right for some, it'll be wrong for others. We'll see how it goes. But uh, this one with that 1 p.m. Eastern time, um, uh, uh, noon central matchup for those of us here in New Orleans. The Eagles are favored, minus six in this one. Six-point favorites at home. Uh, and the over-under set at 43 and a half points. Uh, Gito, let's start off with you. How do you see this game unfolding in Philadelphia? Just like last week, I think the over-under is incredibly low. I think the Eagles are still apt to score points, and I think the way that the Eagles' defense has just been sitting back and not really pressuring quarterbacks that they should be getting to, that New Orleans is going to score some points. I think that that line is pretty spot on. The Eagles, they would be, what, if they were on the road, minus three. They're at Mm -hmm. home, six points. If you got Jalen Hurts, probably minus nine. I think the six is a pretty spot-on number. I would say 30-24 is Mm. somewhere where I'm going to go either way. I I think the Eagles do cover. I think they get the win. I think they get the one seed. But at the end of the day, there's one thing that is just bigger than it all, and that's Howie Roseman and the fact that they can – Rest easy knowing that if they beat the Saints, they could get a top 10 pick next year, Ross. And that's, that's what right. this game matters for. That's I don't care is. about anything else. It's I was wondering what we were going to bring to it. <laughs> we're going to get there. Howie Roseman, he is the king of the castle there at NovaCare Complex. If they have to win to make sure that they get the one seed, it all doesn't really matter because if they win, they're going to get a higher draft pick. And that's what it comes down to. So we knew uh, that that was going to be the one thing that we had to talk about before this day ended. Uh, imagine being a team that can lock up the number one seed and a top 10 overall selection with a win. Insane. Like, it's, Insane. A, it's, a, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. Um, and you know what? Good for you, Gino. You deserve it, man. You deserve it. Like the, it, it's such I, I a think Howie deserves it. And, I mean, and, the guy and, has been through so much. Yeah, man. that's true too. That's true I think too. both of our general managers might not get the respect that they they have deserved because even though this year has been rough, I mean, 
New Orleans has been pretty fun to be mm-hmm. around the last, what, 10, 15 years or so. Oh, yeah. That's how it's been with Philly as well. It, if there's a bad team, you can know the next year they're probably going to step up and turn it around. And even with New Orleans, you're still fighting for a playoff spot that realistically could happen. And regardless of what the record says, you're a team that puts yourself in a position to be in important spots in late months in the year. And that's what you should be looking for if that's you're a football it. fan. That's the thing. I always, one of the things I kept talking about all season was it's one thing to be bad. It's another thing to be boring. And as long as the Saints aren't boring, then yeah. it's not as bad as it could be, Denver. Mm. And so if you look at where the Saints are here, they are far from boring. They're still in the fight here. And this is a great matchup to watch for sure. Um, I, I actually have this game coming in under. I really do. Okay. I, think that, I think that the defenses end up having a pretty big uh, – having a pretty big game here. The Saints haven't allowed over 20 points in about four weeks now. Uh, I don't know that they were able to maintain that, with, especially if Jalen Hurts is playing. But I do think like I, I offset the top of what that scoring can be because of how good the defense has has played. And if you get Marcus May back this week, Tyra Matthew played an outstanding game last week. We talked about the corners, the linebackers, all these other guys. You get Pete Werner back this week. That obviously has a big benefit as well. And I do think that Philly's heavy zone approach, if they go that way, that nugget that you dropped of, them, of Dallas went 24 of 24 against Philly zone. That's a huge one for New Orleans Saints fans to follow because Chris Olave and Rashid Shaheed, the top two wide receivers for the New Orleans Saints, are excellent against zone. Mm-hmm. They find those pockets. They find those little holes in the zone. They're great coming back to the quarterback as well. So look for all of that to help them matriculate down the field. And then that's where a guy like Taysom Hill – and hopefully now Alvin Kamara, it looks like they finally kind of like cross over that hump that they needed with Alvin Kamara, getting him a little bit more involved in space to be able to put some points on the board. So I do think that this game comes in under, but I do think I, I have a similar score as you. Uh, you had mentioned uh, it being a six point spread. I have it as a six point six point win for the uh, for the Eagles as well. I've got it at twenty three seventeen. Is, yeah, that's is, fair. is the way that I have it locked up. So not as many points scored, but about the same thing. And and I, I will say that if Gardner Minshew plays, I give the Saints a little bit more of an opportunity to win here. So maybe the gap closes a bit. Maybe even the score reverses. It, that's kind of the way that I would look at it is that if the Saints win, 23-17. If the Eagles win, 23-17. I could see it going going that way. And I think that the team that has the ball last is trying to close the deficit or win the game with a touchdown and, 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 and PAT. And it's a defense that ends up putting it away. Uh, I'm very excited for this matchup. You know, I can't wait. Things tend to work out in the favor of the Eagles when it comes to this matchup in the regular season, when it comes to the playoffs, it tends to be new Orleans. I'm hoping things tend to be true and stick with history because a win here for the Eagles would do wonders for allowing them to rest guys down the stretch, have the optionality that if you don't need to play Jalen Hurts after this week, you don't have to. Yep. But if he's healthy, folks in New Orleans, get ready to watch a kid who is playing some unbelievable football this year. It was a shame not seeing him out there last week, and it's just better for football as a whole to have Jalen Hurts on the football field. Yeah, absolute 100%, no hesitation, NFL MVP 2022. I've been saying it since like the second Let's week roll. of the season. Let's the guy roll. has been incredible. Your friend of Lockdown Eagles there, <laughs> He has been absolutely awesome and so much fun to watch. So I'm really looking forward to this matchup. I think this is going to 
push both of these teams to play the best that they have available to them. And that's just good football. That's just good football. We appreciate you so much for joining us for another episode Locked on Eagles and Locked on Saints. For more, you can catch Gino and Louie every single Monday through Friday covering the Eagles like nobody else can every single Monday through Friday over at Locked on Eagles. Same thing with your New Orleans Saints over at Locked on Saints as well. Uh, Thanks so much for making us your first listen. We'll be back with more on our Friday episodes, breaking down this matchup even further, game plan, matchups, all the good things that you need to know. But you got some good stuff here in today's episode. Make sure you also go and check out Locked on Sports. Today is your second listen today and we'll be seeing you here soon we appreciate you very much for joining us for another episode locked on eagles and locked on saints here proud part of locked on podcast network your team every day